Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Sai. This is Rabbi Falk speaking to you from Telstone in Eretz Yisrael, the home base of Nevei Zion, on the Nevei Zion podcast. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you would have heard this was a very um, rough week for me. My father, Omotzei Yom Kippur, passed away. Rabbi Shraga Feivel, Rabbi Shlomo Tzvi, He was a wonderful, wonderful person. He did unbelievable things in his life. And I would like to dedicate this podcast to my father, Harini Kaparis Mishkovli. And I'd like to tell you a few things. I One story about my father, which I think has a lot to do with the Yontif that we're in right now, which is Sukkot. Sukkot, the mitzvah of Sukkot is Tzei Midiras Keva, Go out of your permanent residence and go into a Sarai. We go into a temporary residence. We move out of our comfort zone. We leave the comforts of home, our air conditioning or our heating, depending on where, you, where you're living, and we move to a, a temporary hut. And we live there for seven days. In Eretzisra, we sleep there, we, you eat there, that becomes your main home. And one of the ideas of Sukkot is that a person should be willing to leave his comfort comfort zone. To leave his zone of comfort in order to be able to stop and to think about what my life really is supposed to be. What it is that I'm supposed to be doing while I'm dwelling in this world, in this life. My father was born in 1930. We lived in Washington, D.C., my father had a PhD from Princeton University in chemistry. My father was a real rocket scientist, not just a smart guy. He was a rocket scientist. He designed and he built engines of rockets. Now, right before the Six-Day War in 1967, most of you don't remember. None of you are old enough to have been alive at that time. But I was a young boy right before the Six-Day War. The Six-Day War was one of the scariest times for the Jewish people. Israel was surrounded by enemies, by Egypt, by Jordan, by Syria, by Lebanon, and they all swore that they were going to destroy Israel and they were going to drive the Jewish people who lived in Israel into the sea. And I remember as a little child, who was 11 years old, we were saying, tell him, it was a tremendously scary time. And we really were afraid that the Arabs would succeed in their desire to destroy us. My father was working at that time in a place called APL, the Applied Physics Laboratory, where he was designing and building missiles for the American government. He told me that there was a Goyesha secretary who worked in that facility. And a couple days before the Six-Day War, she came to my father and she said to him, what is the address of the Israeli embassy in Washington, which is where the facility was based? And my father looked in the phone book and he found the address and he gave her the address. The next day, my father's thinking to him, so what does this Goyesha lady need to know where the Israeli embassy is? So he went up to her and he said to her, tell me, what did you need at the Israeli embassy? What do you have to do with the Israeli embassy? And she told him an unbelievable thing. 
She said, I am not a wealthy woman, but my heart goes out to your people, to the Jewish people, that you are in such danger and that all the nations surround you want to destroy your country. And I went to my bank and I took out my life's savings. She said, I don't have that much money. It was about $3,000. She said, I took it all out and I drove down to the Israeli embassy and I gave it to your people. My father was shocked. He was dumbfounded by this Goyesha lady. And he started thinking to himself, my gosh, this is a Goyesha lady. She's not even Jewish. And she's worried about the Jewish people. What am I doing about the Jewish people? Why am I not thinking about helping the Jewish people? Why am I not thinking about the future of the Jewish people? And my father was a person who was willing to leave his comfort zone. He was willing to do when he believed something was right. He was willing to take steps and take action in order to do it. And he started thinking to himself, maybe I can help the Jewish people. And my father got his resume out and he took it and he sent it to Israel Aircraft Industries in Israel, to Technion, to the Hebrew University, to Ben-Gurion University. He sent it to all the places in Israel where he thought maybe he would be able to help. And very quickly he was offered a job. He got on a plane and went on a pilot trip to Eretz Yisrael. And he met with different um, job opportunities. And he decided, I'm moving to Eretz Yisrael also because he believed that it was the best thing for his children's education, for the chinuch of his children. And he decided he was, within a year, he had packed up and he was moving to Eretz Yisrael. And we picked up and we moved to Eretz Yisrael because of that decision of my father. My father was a person who was willing to leave Adiras Keva. He was living, he had a tremendous job, we had a beautiful four-story house, we had a beautiful car, we were set. But my father felt, you know what? That's not what life is about. Maybe I should go into a diras, a rye, a more temporary. My father took a cut in his salary. He, I think, was making in Israel about a quarter of what he was making in the States. But he was willing to follow the truth, to follow the emes. Rabbi said, I want you to know, they made us a going away party, our community. And my father said at that party, right before we left Eretz Yisrael, he said, it was unbelievable how many people walked up to him and said, you are so fortunate, you're so lucky that you can move to Eretz Yisrael. I would love to move, they told my father. But my children are just too young. It's not the right time. Then someone else comes over to him and he tells him, you're so fortunate you're moving to Israel. Well, I would love to move to Israel, but I can't do it right now. It's not the right time. My children are too old. Everybody came up to him and told him another reason why it wasn't the right time to move to Eretz Yisrael. My father said, you know what? It's never the right time. If you're going to wait till the right time, you're never going to do it. But the truth is, it's always the right time. It's always the right time to step up and to do what you know is right. Rabbi Sai Sukkis is a day where we leave our homes. We leave our comfort zone and we go out into a shack because many times in that shack, when we stop living the life, living the Sirah Basar, living with all the wealth and all the comforts that we have, and we go out and we start to think about what is my life really about? 
Where can I make a contribution? Where can I help the Jewish people? What should I really be doing? Rabbi Sai, my father, by making that move, changed the destiny of his whole family. I would not be sitting here speaking to you today if it had not been for that, that my father was willing to do what was right and pick up and move to Eretz Yisrael. Half of my class, married chicks, is married non-Jews. I, I tremble to think what would have been if we hadn't picked ourselves up and moved to Eretz Yisrael. Bizchus, that my father was willing to leave his comfort zone. Rabbi said, go out into your sukkahs, but don't just sit in the sukkah, but stop and think. Say me diras kevan, go into a diras go into a more temporary place of dwelling and think about what we should really be doing. Think about what our lives are really about. And if you choose the more difficult, seemingly more difficult path, but it's the true path, I have no doubt that you will have tremendous, tremendous nachas and you will look back years later and you will realize that you made probably the most important decisions of your life. A good moyed and a, a good kebenchtur.